Hi, this is Keith, and welcome to Klezmer Podcast 83 for September 13th, 2011. The website is klezmerpodcast.com, and you can reach me at keith at klezmerpodcast.com. Before we get started, I want to quickly remind you that I'm available to speak at your event or to your group. If you're interested in having me come and talk about Klezmer music or Jewish music in general, uh, contact me at keith at klezmerpodcast.com. My interview guest for this episode is Ilana Kravitz from the London Klezmer Quartet, based in London, England. This interview was recorded on September 6th, 2011. The group recently released their debut self-titled album, titled The London Klezmer Quartet, uh, an independent release available on CD Baby and on iTunes. So here we go with Ilana Kravitz. Hi, this is Keith with Klezmer Podcast, and I'm very happy to have on the other end of the line uh, today Ilana Kravitz from London and the London Klezmer Quartet. Uh, hello, Ilana. Welcome to Klezmer Podcast. Thanks, Keith. I'm very pleased to be with you. I was so close to meeting up with you in London this summer, and uh, we didn't quite make that connection, but I'm glad that I found you now. Well, it's nice to think of you in the sun while we're sitting here suffering from the rain. Well, uh, it wasn't raining. Uh, in London when I was there, the weather was fabulous, so... I don't know what happened since I left. I have no, no control over that. You should have stayed, obviously. <laughs> well, I'm sending a little bit of sunshine your way today anyway. Thank you. We're doing our best to make music to compensate. Fantastic. So um, you have a, a new debut album called The London Klezmer Quartet, self-titled. Yep. That's fabulous. <laughs> I've been listening to it for quite a while now, and uh, I just had another listen to it before uh, before we came on here. And uh, why don't you tell me about uh, how you put this together, um, uh, the background of your band, and we'll talk a little bit more about the music in a moment. Well, it was serendipitous. We played together a few times. We'd had a couple of gigs, and suddenly we seemed to have enough material for an album. And uh, we started talking about going into the studio and all of a sudden it was arranged and it seemed like it was too good to be true to miss the opportunity of having everybody in one place at the same time. So into the studio we went and then uh, Carol, our accordion player, is also an artist so she could do the cover design and, uh, you know, we had these fantastic arrangements of wonderful tunes and we just really enjoyed the whole process. Perfect. So does everybody uh, not live there in London, or, or uh, what's the matter of, of getting everyone together at the same time? Um, everybody's very busy. People have very hectic playing schedules, and uh, it's always difficult to pin people down for a continuous period of time, if you like, and it was quite short notice because of the coming together aspect. Um, so we sort of rehearsed and we recorded, and then there it was, our product, um, in time for the Hanukkah market. Oh, fabulous. Okay, that's terrific. Um, so uh, what? how did you uh, put the band together? Where did you find everybody? Well, 
Um, some of us have been working together for a long time. Here in the UK, um, we've had a Klezma festival that's been going on for 10 years now in the summer. And it started off with um, some of our esteemed colleagues coming over from the States, um, all the well-known names who I no doubt are on podcast past. And uh, we all got friendly with each other at this end. And gradually through the years, we've built up connections and played in various different combinations. Um, and so when I got together with Susie, we'd already been playing in a different band. Francesca, uh, the cellist, uh, sort of burst into life as a student and uh, has been going great guns ever since around the world. And Carol Isaacs, um, who actually comes from a Sephardic background and has been playing pop music a lot of the time, um, was suddenly there and really interested in klezmer. So uh, we just really started playing together and found that it worked. And we um, had a sort of intimate chamber sound, if you like, quite very traditional, um, tackling the material in a very traditional way, not um, our arrangements are, I like to think, a little inventive, but we really get to the heart of the music. Yeah, as we would say uh, in, in the U.S. here, you haven't messed with the music. Say that again, sorry, Keith. <laughs> uh, as we say here, you haven't messed around with the music. <laughs> well... <laughs> I mean, it, 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 it's, uh, you know, fairly purely uh, traditional, which, um, you know, there's there's quite a bit of it, but uh, in, in general today, but a lot of people, um, you know, take that as a starting point and take off with it and go other places. But That's uh, right. and you, I you think... have a very nice sound with, with your group. Thank you very much. And I think that was one of those things that I sometimes feel that a lot of people have taken it off in other directions and maybe there's even a little gap um, for the really traditional sound to come back um, and, and bring it back to the roots. Right, um, because your instrumentation, again, you've got uh, violin, clarinet, accordion, and cello, uh, a little bit different from the traditional uh, double bass, but it's got a nice sound to it. That's right, and the cello, um, as we know, it's so versatile because it has the different range. It can be a bass instrument, but it can also play those lovely tenor lines, and uh, you can get around it nice and easily to play tunes as well. So we play with that a little in the group. Right. Um, so uh, what's your uh, your own personal musical background then? Uh, well, I played from the age of eight, uh, classical music through school, and I discovered Baroque music when I was at university, and uh, started playing Baroque fiddle on gut strings, original instruments, short bows, that kind of thing. And then one day when I was living in the northern English town of Leeds, I heard Christmas trains coming from a street band, and uh, I never really looked back from there. But um, in terms of my family background, I was, I was thinking about this the other day because uh, both my grandfathers were brought up Orthodox and although they um, lapsed, if you like, uh, from their Orthodox Jewish um, upbringing, certainly one of my grandfathers, we used to do uh, Pesach and holidays and that sort of thing and he and his brother would sit and sing Niganim at the table. So that musical um, heritage 
came through, I think, when I heard Klesner. And my father was also brought up Orthodox, and he has more recently gone back to singing in shul choirs. And he actually crashed a wedding that I was playing and did the cantorial stuff. (laughs) I was very surprised. Nice. Well, I'm, I'm sure that was a, a big hit with the uh, with the wedding crowd. It was a big hit with the wedding crowd. He'd, I could see him whispering to the rabbi, but I didn't realize this was what was going to happen. Um, and now I'm looking to be his agent. Very good. Well, maybe you'll uh, do some further performing together then. Yeah, that would be nice. The Kravitz family combo. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Kravitz and daughter. Mm. Exactly. The uh, Kravitz family. <laughs> then, then you can add uh, the, the famous Lenny Kravitz as well. Yeah, we'll go into competition with him. Yeah. We'll, see. we'll see if we can go platinum. <laughs> Very good. Well, that's a little bit beyond Klezmer, but uh, that, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, now, I, I noticed you did... Uh, one of the uh, tunes of the, one of the medleys here, you uh, you're taking credit for it. You uh, looks like you and Susie uh, wrote something together here. The the Starlight Hora. That's right. We were actually on holiday in California, believe it or not, and we were on the Starlight Express, enjoying the cheese and wine tasting experience while looking out of the window uh, at the fantastic Californian scenery, and we wrote that tune. And as you can see, Carol also wrote a patch dance um, that we've got on the album. And in fact, we're writing more and more music now, sort of in the style and of the style. And so we're finding it goes down really well with the crowds. So it's quite exciting. Well, that's terrific. Well, we'll have to have you uh, back to California again and have you write a different train so you can write another song. That would be very nice. We uh, were in the East Coast the previous year, and we did a little house concert with Susan Watts and Pete Rashevsky, and of course Elaine Hoffman Watts on the drums. So that was trumpet and cymbal. And uh, you know, we were in Southeast Asia doing a little tour with Carol um, in January of this year, and we wrote some more material there. And we were performing by the Mekong River, and indeed on a cruise, a sunset cruise up the Mekong River. And I think we were probably the finest klezmer band on that river that night. <laughs> I'm I'm certain of it. Well, we like um, to use our travels for work, um, not just so that we can offset it against our taxes, but because we get that creative input by being out of the usual scene, let's say. Sure. And I'm, I'm noticing a couple of the other titles uh, are have to do with localities. In fact, the, the potch tons you were mentioning a moment ago, the, the uh, Camden potch, I imagine that's a, a neighborhood somewhere? Yeah, absolutely. That's the neighborhood of London. We now have the Butterfield Green Kolomaki, which is uh, one of my local hackney, neck of the woods. You may have seen the riots on television here the other week. Um, all quiet on the western eastern front now. Um, we have a chalk farm server, and uh, we even have a Gaia Ratchanitsa, which was written at uh, one of the places we stayed in uh, in Thailand. So, yeah, we feel they're very lo- locality-specific. Is that a word? Uh, I, I suppose, sure. <laughs> uh, I also see the uh, the Manchester Makatunum. Oh, yeah. I, could, 
it's a that's a great tune, and I learnt it from my friend Roz, um, Roz Hawley, who's a clarinet player who lives in Manchester, and we knew it was a metatonin dance, so I just refer to it that way. Said I think fondly of our northern uh, our northern compatriots. Well, that's that's a handy way of uh, thinking of things, I suppose. Well, it, it gets us there in the gigs. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Well, um, let's talk a little bit more about um, the, the different tunes here. And you put together uh, some are standalone, some are, are uh, kind of a medley uh, things. Um, and uh, the one, the, the Nachos von Kinder, I noticed you d- did it twice and uh, two different arrangements, and both of them are quite lovely. Oh, thank you very much. Well, it's such a wonderful tune. Uh, it's that it's got that um, heart-tugging, uh, schmaltz element to it, but at the same time, it still has that little dancey feel that so much of this repertoire um, in- encapsulates, if you like. And we do quite a lot of playing for dancing over here. I do some dance leading, Yiddish dance leading, and um, we're finding that there's quite a demand for that sort of. Um, uh, experience and people are starting to think instead of maybe a Celtic Cayley, they might have a Klezma Cayley. Absolutely. And that's what we call a barn dance over here. <laughs> yeah, terrific. Um, and I wanted to mention the, the audio quality on the recording is phenomenal because I, I know a lot of times, uh, particularly, particularly you know, with, with cello, uh, it's difficult to record properly. But uh, I, I, this thing sounds terrific, whether I'm playing it on an iPod, on, on the car, or uh, on the home stereo system. It, it sounds great everywhere. Oh, well, that's very kind of you to say. I will pass that on to Jeremy, who is our sound engineer, who is a lovely guy with a fantastic studio in South London. And I just found out today he was also building um, a house or rebuilding a house and studio in France, and apparently he's moving operations over there. So I'm looking forward to um, the Eurozone recording next time around, going and eating French food, enjoying the French ambiance while we record on his new farm. Wow, that sounds like fun. (laughs) Fingers crossed, eh? Fingers crossed. (laughs) Yes, definitely, definitely. Especially uh, springtime over there would be a nice time to do that recording. Fantastic, and he's got walnut trees and apple trees. Terrific. Um, so, uh, what uh, performing have you got coming up, or, or uh, concerts, festivals, uh, things like that? Yeah, well, it's been a nice summer, um, and we're really looking forward to the autumn. We, we've got a fantastically exciting gig in November. We're supporting the Amsterdam Klezmer Band. Um, who are playing in London, so that should be quite a high-octane night. Um, We're actually taking Klezmer out to the communities. There's two different um, ways. The Jewish Music Institute here, who started the annual Klezmer Festival that I was talking about, now has a scheme called the Klezmer Caravan, and the idea is we go out to places instead of people coming to us. And uh, so we take coaching, workshops, dances, all that sort of thing, out to different parts of um, the UK, um, but there's also rural touring schemes organised by local authorities, um, provincial councils and stuff, and we're going to be playing some very beautiful parts of England uh, on little tours. And then um, next year, even more exciting, uh, we've got somebody who's organising us a little tour in Australia. So hi to all our 
from Patchett's Down Under, and we're looking forward to seeing you next March, April. Oh, lovely. Yeah, that'd be. Uh, what, what part of Australia are you uh, going to get to? Well, at the moment, uh, we're looking at uh, Melbourne. We're going to be playing in the famous Spiegel Tent, uh, which is a roaming kind of uh, cabaret and arts venue that literally is a, a Belgian tent from the 1920s. And we're going to be doing a concert and a kids' show there. And uh, then we're going to Canberra to play at the National Folk Festival in some amazing company. I'll let people look at the website if they're more interested, uh, interested to know more about that. And uh, then we're hoping to go to Sydney as well. So it's all in the planning stages, but uh, we're very excited. And then the next recording from France. Well, yeah. I'm thinking you said spring, but I'm actually thinking when we come back from Australia, obviously we'll need a holiday because we'll have been working really hard. Exactly. So maybe France <laughs> in the studio and we've settled in all that material. Great. So then um, if people want to find out more about the London Klezmer Quartet or uh, to uh, purchase the CD or download the tracks, uh, where can they find you? Well, we'd be delighted if they visited us at londonklezmerquartet.com. Um, they can also download tracks uh, from CD Baby and I think from iTunes also. And the album as well is available on CD Baby. So uh, we'd like them to come and see us on Facebook and become our friend. Um, because everybody needs friends. And then they can keep in touch with uh, what we're doing around the world. And if they have ideas for us to come and see them, we'd be grateful to discuss them. Fabulous. And uh, I'm sure you welcome the opportunity to visit uh, everyone in their, in their home uh, towns. That would be a, a wonderful thing, as, as well as uh, festival organizers, I would expect. Well, it's great to meet everybody and every, and do everything everywhere, I think. <laughs> Obviously, we'll have to offset our carbon um, in some way, so we hope they'll have tree planting schemes locally, or maybe we just won't eat for a couple of weeks. Uh, yeah, I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure uh, something can be uh, arranged. <laughs> <laughs> what, not eating? It's what musicians That's... do all the time. <laughs> we do a lot of bring... quetching about just... eating when we get to gigs. <laughs> just bring your carbon with you. <laughs> it'll help us get there <laughs> right 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 <laughs> alright well uh, anything else uh, you wanted to mention that I haven't asked you about um well I <laughs> I think it's, it would just be lovely to hear from all your listeners and um, have them listen to our music and keep in touch with us because we'd like to see everybody all right. Well, very good. Well, thank you very much. It's a Ilana Kravitz from the London Klezmer Quartet. Their new album is entitled The London Klezmer Quartet and uh, available on CD Baby and iTunes. And Ilana, lovely to meet you, and thank you so much for being on the podcast, and uh, good luck with the band and with the album. Thanks so much, Keith. And I should probably mention that I also have a book called Klezmer Fiddle, A How-To Guide, which you can also get on the Internet. Oh, yes. Uh, why don't you take a moment and, and talk about that? Oh, I've hijacked the end of the interview. <laughs> well, it's a project that came about uh, by somebody from Oxford University Press who heard me playing klezmer and uh, thought it would make a wonderful uh, addition to their catalogue. 
And so I spent a couple of years working on it. And it's a sort of progressive series of workshops which talks about the modes used in the tunes and the ornamentation. It has a CD with it. Um, and the cover design is actually by a friend, a wonderful um, Klezmer accordion player and great friend of all of ours who unfortunately died three years ago, very young. Uh, but he did the design for the cover and also plays on the album. And um, I was very chuffed, as we say in England, because this year they decided to use it for the uh, children's examination schedule. Well, it's adults as well. So grade four fiddle, they're using the muzzle of uh, that I set out in the book, which is a, a trad tune. Um, uh, but the, so there's going to be kids all over the UK playing that tune, so, taking Klezmer really into the heart of the community there. Well, that's fabulous. And so for all the uh, aspiring Klezmer fiddlers out there, you can take a look at uh, Ilana's book. And again, the name of it is? It's called Klezmer Fiddle, A How-To Guide. But it's not really just for fiddlers because it just talks about the style and everything. And there's also a, um, a pull-out section for secund players, for um, accompanying fiddle, and bass line, which was written by Stu Brotman. So you can actually set up your own ensemble, your own fiddle capella, or using other instruments. Just use those books to get you going before you take off by ear and listen to all those old recordings. Great. Well, great uh, quick shout-out to Stu Brotman. So fantastic. It's Yay. nice to nice to have you working with him. Oh, there's so many wonderful closing musicians and it was lovely to have Stu involved in that project. Thanks, Stu. Terrific. Okay, well, uh, thanks again very much, uh, Ilana, and uh, good luck with everything and we'll be uh, looking forward to more good things from you soon. Thanks, Keith. It's been fantastic talking to you today.
Hi, this is Bo and Emil uh, from the band Mamas Bob Ganush. And you're listening to Klesma Podcast. All right, I'm back. That was my interview with Ilana Kravitz from the London Klesmer Quartet. And the track we heard was entitled Camden Potch, an original tune by band member Carol Isaacs from their new self-titled album, The London Klezmer Quartet. Thank you once again to Ilana for appearing on the podcast and for providing the track for us to listen to. Remember, if you have any questions, comments, suggestions, or if you have a band that would like to appear on the podcast or have your music played, or if you have a new or soon-to-be-released album you'd like me to review, please contact me at keith at klezmerpodcast.com. Again, the website is klesmerpodcast.com, and you can also find me on Facebook, MySpace, Last.fm, Skype, and now on Spotify. I have a top 10 list on the Spotify profile, so find me there and listen to my top 10 list. And as a reminder, the music heard on Klesmer Podcast is for promotional purposes only and is used with permission. So that's about it for Klesmer Podcast 83. Thanks for listening. Please stay subscribed. Tell your friends. And until next time, bye for now. <laughs>